This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. They seeing you, Dominic, you know. When people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. This was not an idle threat. This was a real threat. Uh, after arresting the suspects, law enforcement officers recovered a Glock semi-automatic firearm, a ghost gun with an extended 30-round magazine and laser sights, a large hunting knife, a black ski mask, and a Nazi armband. A Nazi armband in New York City in 2022. Think about that for a moment. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And so, Mr. Mayor, I am thinking about it. A serious, serious threat against New York synagogues and the great men and women of law enforcement, the MTA, the NYPD, the FBI, was able to stop this attack from happening. And also the uh, New York State Police and a number of agencies have uh, been involved with this. Now, one of the suspects told the police that he operates a white supremacist Twitter group that he said is really cool. I want you to think about that for a second. Second topic we're going to get to this morning, Yahoo! Get ready, folks. Some high times in New York. New York issues its first recreational marijuana licenses to ex-convicts and to their families the state board that handles this issued the Empire State's first recreational marijuana sales licenses Monday, and dozens of those were handed the keys to the uh, state's new legal pot kingdom uh, and people with cannabis convictions on their record. I have been on record as stating that we are making a huge mistake legalizing marijuana. It is a gateway drug. I don't care what anybody else tells you. It is a gateway drug. And just like, just like, folks, just like the hospital beds were cut years ago, right? The mentally ill Hospital beds. The politicians cut the beds years ago. How well is that working out today? How well is that working out for us today? 
And in this rush, as it relates to marijuana, I I say, look at what's going on right now. And I've talked about this, folks. Look at what's going on right now in Colorado and their emergency departments at hospitals. It's a cautionary review of negative health and safety effects. And so all types of stories where Colorado, they are paying dearly now in terms of some of the things that are happening to people, the psychosis, and on and on and on as it relates to legalized marijuana and the people that are coming in for treatment. And it's not cute. It's not funny. We have made a huge mistake. And unfortunately, we are going to pay dearly in more ways than one for legalizing marijuana. So we have a number of issues that we are talking about. And coming up um, a bit later, a bit later, we will talk to a guest from an organization known as Art Bridge, and they are bridging the gap, if you will, bringing the, the arts to NYCHA Housing. We'll talk to the executive director of that organization, Art Bridge, coming up in our Carter Care segment at about 45 minutes past the hour. So we're, we're going to take your calls this morning, and we're going to start right now, 800-848-WABC, 800 848 9222, the cannabis in Colorado, this is just one state I'm focusing on, has led to significant health consequences. Patients in emergency room departments and hospitals, psychosis, psychosis, that is, excuse me, suicide, and other substance abuse. And the attack as it relates to what was happening on Friday right here in New York. Tragedy avoided because of excellent law enforcement. We could have had a situation similar to what Colorado is dealing with right now. Let's start with our friend Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Go right ahead, please. I don't know how many people have ever smelled a marijuana cigarette. I'm talking the real stuff. But I was in the car with a couple of people that I knew from work. And one of them lit up a real marijuana cigarette. And I got this buzz that I I can only say is undescribable from the effect of being in a, in a car with windows up while the people are smoking that marijuana cigarette. Yes. yes. Hey, Michael, and I thank you for the call. And, yes, that is one of the after effects. And these days, you know, I'm starting to hear more and more complaints of people saying that they're out with their kids and, and folks are just blowing, smoking weed and, and, and blowing it and the kids see it, the kids smell it. I just think we have made a tremendous mistake. 
Let's go to Jim in the uh, Bronx. Good morning, Jim. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, if we're not going to legalize everything, don't legalize the weed. Legalize everything, you know? Can't be doing this stuff. It's not right. Thank you. Oh, Jim, I'm not really. I thank you for the call. I'm I'm not really following uh, what what you're saying. Let's go to Al and Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, I just wanted to applaud the authorities, uh, uh, the law enforcement authorities, to uh, break up that uh, that ring that was going to act on of. a planned attack on a possible health of worship of the uh, in the Jewish community. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, as you know, Dominic, since the pandemic, uh, we've seen a lot of hate crimes on the rise. We've seen it with the Asian American community. We've seen it with the Jewish American community. And I hope in the future, uh, you know, things get better. We all do because uh, uh, this cannot be tolerated. Um, I, I, I agree with you, Al, and, and this is why I'm focusing on this for a second night in a row. Yes. And, and, and keep in mind, there is still the uh, situation where, um, a man, uh, several times in one week through a window, through a glass, uh, window at a, uh, at a, at a gay bar. I, I don't. Yes. Wow. I, I, you know. The times, the times that we live in, I do thank you for the call, Al. And let's go to, um, in a minute, I'm going to let you hear what our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, you know, it's Thanksgiving week, what he had to say uh, appearing on the Fox Business Channel in terms of what we all know, that inflation, but he's the one that's the billionaire, that's the expert, that inflation is self-wounded. In other words, it it didn't have to be this way. We're going to let you hear what Mr. Casamitidis had to say in just a second. But right now, we are continuing with your telephone call. Let's go to uh, Pete in New Hampshire. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning, Dom. Uh, thanking you for uh, taking my call. You know, this mer- the weed today is not the weed of the 60s. And, you know, so what's going to happen next? Uh, so, so they're going to pass pretty soon. It's going to go to, uh, what meth crack, and then it's going to go legalized, you know, go, go to a level of fentanyl. Is that where we're headed? Um, you know, and you know what? It all goes back to bad leadership, no leadership. And, you know, right there in your own state and Kathy Hochul, she's an empty headed fool. That's all I got to say about that. The other thing, Dom is. I watched C-SPAN this, this, uh, yesterday morning, and there was a woman that called in in their open forum segment of the program. She was from North Carolina, an elderly woman, and she was literally crying over the phone while she was trying to speak. She's paying eight, $8.99 a gallon for kerosene to heat her home. This country is falling apart, Dom, and it's time these people got taken out. They, they need to be removed from office, and that's not just in Washington. That's a crop different places of the uh, blue states in this country. You wonder why people are leaving New York State and other states. There's a very good reason why, and we all know what that reason is. No leadership, lack of leadership. This country, they need to get their act together. And when people this winter are froze out of their homes, I'm telling you, they're gonna these these politicians are gonna reap the whirlwind. Well, 
he, you are, you're on to something. Uh, I have heard numerous people complain about the, uh, the cost of, uh, kerosene. That's what you said, correct? Yes. Heating oil, you name it, Dom. Right, right, right. Huh? The, the bills. And, 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 and I'm not trying to pit one group against the other, but the only thing I can think about, Pete, as you're making your case is we, uh, as a country, are laying out the red carpet for migrants. And so many of us can barely keep our heads above water and their residence is being paid for food, all types of programs to get on, on your feet. And, and it's just not fair. And almost on a nightly basis, I'm starting to hear complaints as it relates to uh, heating uh, oil and and the bills are going uh, through the roof. We see your telephone calls. We're going to get to them in just one second. But I want you folks to listen along this topic. Someone that is an expert on these issues, who happens to be John Katsimatidis, the owner-operator of uh, WABC. He appeared on the uh, Fox Business Channel and uh, talking about... Uh, Inflation as we head into Thanksgiving, which, of course, is coming up on Thursday. I want you to listen to what Mr. Casamitinis has to say. Uh, the problem is, Maria, like we've always talked about, uh, the it's self-inflicted punishment on the American people uh, because they're not being friendly to the oil industry in North America, and uh, the price of oil could come right down. And somebody said to me, the guy from Butterball was on television last week on the high turkey prices. Grain, the, the cost of feeding the turkeys, it's no longer chicken feed. Remember the old word? Oh, it's chicken feed. Well, it's the grain prices at the highest they've ever been, and uh, that's part of the uh, the cost of uh, increase for, in turkeys and in chicken. And uh, uh, they're going to be driving, I would say, they're, they're estimating it's still going to be below 2019 uh, travel plans. Uh, but uh, I think people want to get out and really drive and, and, and go see their relatives. And it's a family day, and that's important. And, of course, it is important. But gas prices are up there. We just heard the call about uh, oil to heat your home. Um, there, there are a lot of things at play here, but what we are talking about right now is, and I, I come back to this uh, topic as almost a reoccurring topic, because I am telling you that we are dealing with a situation where politicians are saying marijuana, marijuana, marijuana. They're saying it because they want the tax dollars that come from the sales. But what's going to happen three, four, five years from now when the expenses in terms of the cost of all of this exceeds or comes close to exceeding what is coming in? What happens when the millions of dollars and the lives that are lost because some of us thought that this was cute to legalize uh, marijuana? I, I have never thought that this was cute and I and my personal belief is that we are making a huge huge mistake let's go to Roger in Massachusetts good morning Roger what's on your mind 
Yeah, thank you for taking my call. How soon before we're going to start hearing cases of people blowing drug tests because of a secondhand smoke uh, and then losing their jobs? I, I think that's a very legitimate issue, that, that meaning that it's definitely going to happen. That's how I define legitimate in this case, Roger. It's going to happen. It's already happened. Yeah, it stays in your system a long time, from what I hear. And so, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. There are a lot of things society-wise these days that just don't make much uh, sense to me. Thank you for yeah, the thank call. You. Thank you, Roger. From Massachusetts, let's go to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Willie. Good morning, Willie. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. My point is that uh, you're starting to see a lot of psychotic episodes that are taking place in ERs all over as a direct result of the high concentrations of people smoking dip, which is that high concentration of THC, and they suck that gas that's vaporized down their throat. And uh, I see a lot of millennials using it continuously, and it's like, good luck. Let's see you get, get into some mathematical equations as you're growing. And it has an effect, too, on their reproductive organs also. It's just, you know, and uh, just it's very debilitating. So I'm, I'm stepping up and saying, you know, I don't want to have any part of it or be around anybody that's using it because it's just, like you said, it's a gateway drug. Right, but the problem is the train has left the station. And so true. And whether we like it or not, it is coming to a community near you, meaning all of us, very, very, very soon. And I I really just have a problem with the the state of New York and giving out these licenses uh, on Monday, they're also financing part of this for people to open these cannabis businesses something something's wrong with that i'm sorry Uh, it's being done under the name of of these businesses being able to compete it's being done that way but but there's something wrong with the state passing out money or or funding helping to fund a cannabis business that as far as i'm concerned is just going to poison people that's what this amounts to. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking uh, your telephone calls. And I also want to hear from people that believe this is a step in the right direction. Because I want you to really explain to me how you could form that type of opinion. Eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to our friend Jennifer in Boston this morning. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Can you hear me? Okay. Loud and clear. All right. The call screener was having a hard time, so that's why I asked. Okay. Um, two quick points. Uh, first of all, are you familiar with the case of Shanquella Robinson out of, I believe, it's North Carolina? The young lady that tragically was killed when she went to Mexico with a group of friends. No, I, I don't. Does that have anything to do with this topic? No, no. I was just going to say I, I think, find it heartbreaking that that her, she was killed, and I, I would just appreciate if you get a chance if you look into it because I think it's a tragedy, and a lot of people that have heard of it, it doesn't get a lot of coverage, Dominic, 
And she was 25-year-old, beautiful young woman. Um, okay, well, been, well, I can't really comment on it because I don't know anything about the case, but, but I will I will take a look. Yeah, and the only other thing I was going to say was regarding the, um, the, the pot. We had a state trooper here killed um, by a guy that was high on pot. A uh, father of seven was the trooper. And um, you couldn't really charge the guy for anything other than, like, negligence. You couldn't prove that he was impaired. There's no way to test these people. Um, they still haven't come up with a certified way. You know what I mean? To show that you're impaired while you're smoking and driving. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you look at the uh, traffic accidents and the fatalities on the roadways in places like Colorado and other places where it's been legalized, it's been a huge uptick and fatalities on the road. And when you talk about psychosis, I think the important thing to remember is um, when young people, like I'm not sure if it's Alex Berenson or someone that wrote a book on this, but I remember reading and when young people in particular start smoking at a young age and they smoke quite a bit, by the time they're in their early 20s, they're at very high risk for psychotic disorder. So um, it's not a very safe thing like people make it out to be. And I think it's really a tragedy and says a lot about us as people in this day and age that anything for a buck, you know, really, right. anything for well, a buck. Well, like you said, who are we going to spend it on, the migrants? Come on. Well, so Jennifer, anyway. I, I thank you for the call, and I, I think that you hit it on the head here. Anything for a buck. And that's the type of political leadership that we are dealing with across the country, anything for a buck. And the best example, the best illustration that I have on this point is that these are the same politicians that said, oh, we don't need that many beds for the mentally ill. How is that working out in New York City now? How is that working out for the people of New York City? How is that working out on the subway system? Is it working out good for us? Or was it, what, penny-wise, pound-foolish, I believe the the, uh, saying is? It was a major mistake. The bed should have never been cut, but all in the name, to Jennifer's point, of a dollar, making a dollar, saving a dollar, moving the dollar around for election year goodies to pass out when it's time for you to run for re-election. Let's go to Dylan. Dylan is in Connecticut. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. I just wanted to say real quick that I grew up with marijuana and I smoked it during high school and college, and I definitely do not recommend it. I'm glad I gave, gave it up. With that said, how do you ra- rationalize the fact that tobacco and alcohol kill millions around the world every year? I mean, and marijuana, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who died because of it. I'll take my answer off the air. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. Hey, Dylan, Dylan. Yeah. So wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. One more time. Let, let's just go point by point. Make, make your point well, one more time. I want to make sure so I heard it correct. People, just go point by yeah, point, sure. so Go many, ahead. Sure, sure. So many people are killed by cancers caused from tobacco mm-hmm. and from alcoholism. I'm right. just saying, I, I, I don't think there's the equal in cannabis. And I, I would bet if you would ask a police officer, who would you rather deal with? Somebody loaded on fucking whiskey, sorry, loaded on whiskey or um, somebody stoned. I'm thinking they would probably rather deal with someone stoned. 
Mm-hmm. I think alcohol kills much more. I, I don't see how you can stigmatize cannabis but not alcohol if we're a country of liberty where you have choices, right? If, if women can choose to kill a baby, right, I don't see how you can't let this guy smoke cannabis. I, I, I don't think that auto accidents in Colorado went up since they legalized it. I'm, I'm not sure, though. Well, I, 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 I won't comment that far about the car accidents in uh, Colorado yeah. because I don't have the stats in front of me. But yeah, I can yeah. tell you that they're spending more, millions more in terms of their um, uh, uh, emergency hospital rooms, and it's going conti- to it's continue to go up. And the the country America has changed as it relates to tobacco. One can make the argument that that it still needs change uh, as it relates to um, to uh, alcohol. But but Dylan, I, I mean, ha- have you ever? I'm just curious here. Have you ever met a young person that had everything going for them? They they could have gone to the very top, and then they started smoking weed, and three years later they're basically brain dead. Have you and and amounting to nothing? Have you met any young people like that? Because I know quite a few. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, but. I don't know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But, however, I would just like to say that, you know, where I live in Connecticut, there's, there's like six liquor stores within like a mile of my home, all owned mm-hmm. by foreigners. I I mean, I, and I'm not xenophobic. I'm not saying anything. But for someone to come to this country and peddle an absolute poison, let's, I mean, let's face it, anything over like over 20, 30 uh, percent alcohol is straight poison. And the I think the sheer number of people who die from liver disease and uh, cirrhosis of the liver caused by alcohol, and not to mention the abuse people take, uh, spousal abuse and um, uh, child abuse, I, I think a lot of it stems from the evil of alcohol. I think, I think all these things plague from people just not having enough purpose in their lives. I don't think we give young people enough responsibility i think we kind of talk down to them too much and say hey uh you know you know uh pick yourself up by the bootstraps and get in line but grab a number but um i think it's a lack of purpose a lack of love from the home i think that's where it starts because the people who grew up in good homes that because i grew up with a lot of myself included uh never met our fathers very Irish, right? And uh, I was very susceptible to alcohol. And it's just the horrors I've seen from that don't measure to cannabis. That's it. Well, I, I thank you for the telephone call and uh, for articulating the way that you see this issue. You and I, we disagree on this issue, but I respect the way that you uh, that you laid it out, Dylan. But at the same time, I'm thinking about the fact the young people that I that I know that had so much promise and they thought that they were so cool to start smoking uh, marijuana, and you never know what this stuff is really laced with, and then it's already too late, and and the problems that that uh, that ensue uh, from that. I've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to Yorktown, Nassau, Brooklyn, Queens, Pennsylvania, and coming up at uh, 45 minutes past the hour in my... Um, Carter Care segment. I'll talk to an executive director of an organization. His name is Stephen Pearson, and the organization is called Artbridge. And it's an amazing organization where they are basically bringing art 
to New York City, in particular to New York City housing. It's taking negatives and turning them into positives. And Frank Morano is coming up at the top of the hour at uh, 1 a.m. this morning. I can't wait uh, to listen to uh, Frank's show because at uh, at 3 a.m. this morning, my daughter, Courtney, will be calling in to chat with Frank, discussing her uh, kid's book and her time in journalism. And so I just get to sit back as dad and listen to the interview. But that's all coming up, and we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back taking your telephone calls. The more I read and hear about and see politicians standing up, oh, legalize weed. We're cool. It's what's happening. The tax dollars that are coming in. Are you going to say that, folks? And I I don't wish bad on anyone. But are you going to say that if your child ends up starting with marijuana and as a gateway drug moves on to cocaine, heroin, God knows what? Will you still feel the same way? We are making a huge mistake society-wise, and in particular in New York. You're passing out the licenses. The requirement is that, uh, at least for now, that you have to have had a criminal record in some of the cases. Okay, that's making good on a pass wrong, but they plan on passing out the state of New York another 100 licenses and and let the smoke flow. It all starts by the end of the year. Shirley in Manhattan. Good morning. What's on your mind, Shirley? Hi, Dominic. Um, so I just wanted to respond to Dylan. Okay. Um, he believes that uh, marijuana doesn't contain cancer-causing agents. I would refer him to the CDC uh, website, and it will give you a whole breakdown on marijuana. So if you're smoking it, it contains uh, cannabis to the body, but it also delivers harmful substances, including many of the same toxins and carcinogens, cancer-causing chemicals found in tobacco smoke. Well, yes, and and the, right now I'm more immediately concerned with Shirley, and I thank you for the call. I'm more immediately concerned with the psychosis, uh, the suicide and other substance abuse, what they are experiencing in Colorado. They were at the forefront of this, let's make it legal. So now it's coming back to bite them in the you-know-what. Let's go to BJ in Queens. Good morning, BJ. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Congrats on your daughter and everything. Thank you. Uh, 
You bet. Uh, well, uh, you know, they've now accomplished what Timothy Leary wanted to accomplish in the 60s and the cocaine drug lords wanted to accomplish in the 70s. They've destroyed the young people. This dope is 30 percent more potent than it was in the 80s. And I got a, I got a story to tell you. In New Jersey, they already have these dispensaries legal. And uh, they put up this big dispensary in uh, a friend of mine's neighborhood, and it's right next to the diner we frequent. And we ordered the food in the diner, and creeps came over from the uh, dispensary. Uh, all sorts of low lives and losers come into this place. They drive in over the bridge, and they stole our food. Okay? They got wow. the munchies, and they stole our food. So, so you know, what we're witnessing, though, more seriously, is a, a, a total degradation. We've destroyed the young people now. It's over. They're, they're not coming back from this, not, for, not in our lifetime. And I hate to say that, uh, but, you know, they've done this in Portugal and other Western European countries. When was the last invention that ever came out of Portugal, you know? Uh, it's a very sad state of affairs, and you hit it right on the head, Dominic. It's all for the almighty buck. They don't invent anything anymore. They just tax the vices. Whatever the vices are, they tax them. Well, BJ, uh, it, it's really sad, and, um, you know, there, there's a saying that the young people use, uh, pulling an okey-doke. Uh, the politicians are pulling the okey-doke on the American people. Because there are people that are really excited about this and see it as a positive. How could you see this issue? How could you not see the forest to see what is really, really going on? Thank you uh, for your telephone call. Let's go to Frank in Queens. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Dominic, I'm in my 50s. I've been driving in New York City um, since the 1980s, and I've never, ever have seen the amount of car accidents and cars flipping over for no apparent reason than I have over the last two to three years. And why is that? It's not because everyone suddenly became a bad driver. It's after the George Floyd incident, the police stopped pulling people over and the young people started to smoke weed and get behind the wheel. Until there is a test similar to alcohol, no weed should be legal. Right. But the problem with that, Frank, is that the politicians want the tax dollars immediately. Show me the money. And and, and it's a classic bait and switch, right? So thank you for the call, Frank. So the politicians that got rid of the uh, the mental health beds, most of them are not in office anymore. So when when this all starts playing out about legalizing marijuana, most of the politicians that were behind this, they will be on with their careers, on with their lives, on with their government-funded pension, and on to another job while we're left holding the bag. Rob, in Yorktown, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How you doing, Dominic? Good, good. Please uh, go right ahead. thousand percent right. You know, it, it's a, it, it's more than a friggin' joke. I I drive up to Deegan every night. I just came home from work from the city. And um, you see it on the Deegan. You see it on the Sprain. Cars driving in and out, racing each other. You know they're impaired. You know they're, you know, it's insane. 
right? And and you've got to uh, find a way to maneuver while driving to, oh, yeah. to, to pray. You, you, you think, exactly. You, you, they're driving so close, you, you swear they're going to hit you and everything else. Right, going oh, 80 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour, no respect for anyone and... But but it's it's the world that we uh, that we live in, Rob. I, I thank you for the call. Let's go from Yorktown to Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I, I'm glad you're bringing this issue up because you know I think there's been this de-emphasizing and uh, impression or perception that marijuana sometimes it may be even good for you. Um, you, you know it's. And the, the concern about this, you know, not only regarding smoking the marijuana, but the vaping products are very popular. And the FDA and the CDC has very strong warnings on all the emergency visits on permanent lung damage that's, that are being inflicted on pay, people who are vaping. And there's chemicals. No one, they're not regulated. No one knows what's in them. And, you know, it's all on the, you know, it's, this is, these are not controlled manufactured products. And, um, you know, feeding into this is, I mean, this is the, the other component, not just the smoking marijuana, but it's the vaping products, I think needs to be also included in the concern re- regarding marijuana. Well, something needs to give, Dave, but but we're, we're, we're swept up. We're caught up in this, in this, um, in this, what I will call, we're cool. We're Americans and we're cool and we have legalized marijuana and 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 it's great and it's wonderful. But the the bill is going to be due. Thank you for the call, Dave. The bill is going to be due very, very soon. Eric in Manhattan. Good morning, Eric. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, hey, hey, Tom. Uh, I told, as I was telling the screener, I I'm I just turned fifty, but I had quit uh, earlier, some some you know months and months ago, inadvertently, I quit the weed. And now, if if I have a friend over and I take one puff, you know, I, I, luckily I'm I'm mature. I have the presence of mind to realize it's stuff. You get paranoid and like I can't imagine what you're saying. The bill is going to be due. I mean, I can't imagine how someone younger would handle that. It's just uh, it's insane. It's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, I'm lucky. You know, and like I said, I quit inadvertently, but I feel better. I, you know, it's just a, it's a bad scene. It's bad news. It's bad news. Thanks, Tom. I'll leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Eric in Manhattan. Kevin in Nassau, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Kevin, yeah, you, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. All right, Dominic. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on the pot situation. Um like the other guys said before, uh, one of the callers was saying that uh, this isn't the weed from the 60s and stuff. It is so powerful. And I'm really worried about the kids. You know, I mean, if this it, this law is – well, it is passed, so it's going to happen. If these young kids start smoking this stuff, we're going to be we, – we got stupid people now in this country. They're, they are going to be totally stupid because you cannot smoke weed and retain anything. It's uh, a very serious uh, subject. I couldn't agree with you more. And the driving, I mean, as of now, they don't have any tests to test uh, people for, right. uh, you know, uh, for whether hey, they're smoking or not. Hey, Kevin, I got this, let me I ask you. 
Wait, let, let me Go ask ahead. you this uh, this silly question because I don't know the answer to it, and I'll admit uh, that that, and I'll bring uh, I'll bring uh, Matt Blaze in the control room into this conversation. But amongst the four of us here, maybe somebody can answer this for me. So fentanyl, we know a little dose that if you don't know it's there, I mean, it could kill you on the spot, right? So Kevin, Matt, Kenneth, can, can you lace marijuana with fentanyl? I don't know the answer to that. Does it, Kevin or, or Matt, does anyone know the answer to that? I, I don't know, but they seem to be putting it in for why they would want to kill their customers. I don't understand that either. No, 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 but, no. Uh, but, but Kevin, Kevin, it's not about killing the customer. It's about the best high possible without killing the customer, which which is all because you need the customer alive to keep being your slave and to keep paying you. But the and so the the addict is always looking for that first high that they that they that they had in their lifetime. They could spend their entire life chasing that. And so that's what these devils, that's what the drug dealer is seeking to do, to make it as powerful as possible without killing you. But sometimes that doesn't work. Well, I I don't know about uh, you know lacing it with uh with uh, um fentanyl or anything like that. All I know is that just regular this stuff is so perfected, and I mean, you 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 smoke it, and you can't feel your feet. It's it's uh, it's a scary business, and you know, I got in my town, I got one way out of my town. It's a two way lane, one coming in, one going out. I am scared to death now that this is uh, apparently going to be passed. Scared to death that I'm going to have a head on collision. You got young people smoking this stuff, and they and like you say, you know, people, you know. 80, 90 miles an hour on the Long Island Expressway is not unusual. You go 65, 70 miles an hour, and people are passing you like you're standing still. It's really a, a, a very treacherous situation. One more thing I wanted to uh, mention, uh, the oil and the oil prices today. I was in that business. I'm retired now, but I was in that business. And I can't. I, the highest I ever saw it get was about $5 when I was working, 5 5 and change. I was throwing fifteen hundred dollar bills in people's mailboxes, and you know who was the most people that got hurt by this? Old people. I can't tell you the countless old people that came to the door with tears in their eyes because they said, uh, "I didn't even pay my last bill. How, how am I going to afford this?" And I'd like, I felt like Jesse James. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't know, ma'am. I, I, I have no answers for you. I'm sorry. You know. I mean, that's all I can say. But, uh, you know, it, it's just uh, a terrible situation. And I don't know why they don't, th- these oil companies don't find out who their longest and loyal company uh, customers were, find out their age and stuff. And, and, you know, I mean, it might be a little legwork and stuff, but find out who these people are and, and give them a break. You know, well, it, it's just. Well, uh, hey, Kevin, I got to step in because I have to take a break. But what you just said makes my blood boil. It makes my blood boil. Senior citizens that are barely getting by, oftentimes they have to uh, dice up their insulin if they're diabetic, where they take it uh, once every three days or once every two days when they're supposed to take it twice a day. They have to 
cut up their pills, which can be dangerous because it's in many cases it's instructed that you take the pill as was written by the prescription, and you're going to give migrants. I'm not even dealing with the waste in government right now. I'm not even dealing with the waste in the food stamps program. And I'm telling you what I know for a fact, folks, people selling their food stamps and so on, right? And it's very easy to do, very easy to do. You find somebody that's interested. You go into the store with them. You swipe the card. They give you 50 cents on a dollar, 30 cents on a dollar. They walk off like a fat rat. And you got a few dollars in your pocket. But, and I'm late for the break. And it just, it makes my blood boil. The bills that senior citizens are forced to deal with. And they're in the twilight of their lives. And they should have the most dignity amongst anyone from society. And we treat them like third-class citizens in their own country while we're bending over backwards to take care of some damn migrants that snuck into the country. I I see all the calls. I'm going to try and get to as many as I can. But when we come back, I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to talk about a very positive program that's called Art Bridge, Uh, the Executive Director Stephen Pearson is on the line. He's going to join me when we come back. It's a program that builds art within the New York City housing projects. We'll talk to him when I come back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. I recently emceed an event for a great organization in New York City titled Art Bridge. And the slogan for Art Bridge is it connects the public to the arts. But here is an amazing catch, a tremendous plus in this case. Art Bridge involves New York City public housing. With me right now is Stephen Pearson, who has been the executive director of Art Bridge since 2014. Thank you for joining us. So, what exactly is Art Bridge? So ArtBridge, we're a nonprofit based in the Chelsea neighborhood of Manhattan. We were founded 14 years ago, and our whole premise is that New York City is just immersed in construction fencing. At last count, there are over 320 miles of it surrounding us in all five boroughs. It truly corrodes the vibrancy of our city, and our premise is why not instead turn this into an asset for one of our city's greatest resources, our thousands of talented artists. So we've built a program that enables us to get permits to do exactly that. 
and we've been producing dozens and dozens of exhibitions on construction fencing in all five boroughs. Wow. And so, you know, up until uh, being involved with your program, I didn't stop Stephen Pearson, the executive director of ArtBridge, for one second to think about the 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 fences and and uh, the you know the art that that appears uh on on the fences at construction sites so you're also working with NYCHA tell me about that correct so we're not just putting up art uh we're trying to be very cognizant of the individual communities and neighborhoods in which we produce art we try to use hyper local artists to understand their neighborhoods and communities well and we take a special pride in the program we're producing at public housing developments in New York City. Uh, the New York City Housing Authority is home to 400,000 lower income New Yorkers in all five boroughs. And many of these developments are just enshrouded in construction fencing for years at a time. Uh, it creates a really fortress-like environment. And what we do is we bring in local artists, often the artists who live in these developments themselves, and through months of engagement with residents, workshops, events, casual meetings, the artists try to design artworks that amplify the voices of those residents. How do they want to see themselves represented in art? Uh, their talents, their histories, their cultures, their joys, whatever they want to appear will appear in the art. And at the end of this, we design hundreds of feet of, of exhibition that goes up on these construction fences in their public living spaces. And so we are chatting with Stephen Pearson, the executive director of ArtBridge, a New York City program that combines the arts and uh, also New York City uh, public housing. And so you're basically um, hitting two, two stones, if you will, or doing two things with one stone in terms of your beautifying communities, in this case, public housing, and it's also putting local artists to work. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. We're, we're trying to improve the public living spaces of these New York City public housing residents. But more than that, we're trying to work with these communities to see how they want themselves to be represented through art. So this is a very involved process where we are often hiring artists to work in those buildings. We run open calls to find these artists and the residents themselves choose who they want to work with. Then we hire multiple residents to facilitate this process, to get the word out about what we're doing, to bring in key stakeholders. And on top of that, we, we partner with local nonprofit organizations that already program in these communities. So over the course of several months, we, we touch on hundreds of residents who involve themselves in this creation process. So why is this program, this initiative, why is it important? Uh, thanks for asking. Great question. I think, I mean, you yourself, Dominic, grew up in public housing in the Bronx. And I think you know very well that when public housing residents and developments are represented in the media, the narratives are almost uniformly bleak when, when bad things happen. We want to provide a very prominent public platform to show the other side of things, the talents, the joys, the histories, the cultures. There are 400,000 people who live in public housing, and it's a hugely dynamic community that really forms the backbone of what New York is all about. And 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 that's true. Let's let's harp on that for one second. 
You know Stephen Pearson, the executive director of ArtBridge, and that's what we're chatting with right now, that I'm well aware of uh, having grown up in the Patterson Projects in the South Bronx, the Throgs Neck uh, Houses also in the Bronx, that a lot of a lot of negative is focused on. And you're telling us that you're trying to change that, correct? Correct, but we're definitely not telling residents what should be in the art. That's fully up to them and the artists. Uh, we found over and over again, however, that when given the choice, they want to present, residents want to present the positives. Uh, there are so many people who are so talented living in public housing developments, and they want those talents on display, those people on display. They want the joys of their cultures and histories on display. And through hundreds of linear feet, through our exhibitions, they're getting the opportunity to prominently display these talents and joys and cultures and histories. How do you fund ArtBridge and, and pay for it? Uh, it's a hodgepodge. We're a nonprofit. Um, we're not a deeply well-funded nonprofit. So we do the nonprofit thing. We, we beg individual donors. We get some city funding. We apply for grants and foundation money. It's, it's a work in progress. And, of course, this week is Giving Tuesday, so you can donate to our, our great cause through our, our website, art-bridge.org. And uh, I, I want to thank you, Stephen Pearson, for joining us, the executive director of ArtBridge. The website, art-bridge.org. Uh, and uh, thank you for appearing. And uh, I'm about to go to Gale in Manhattan, but I'm looking at a tweet from a John Taylor, and John says, "Listening, listen from Nutley, New Jersey. A shout out will make my night. It's my birthday, so happy birthday to you, John." Gail, quickly, please, and then Frank Morano is going to join me. Go right ahead, Gail. Gail, are you there? Okay, Gail's not with us. I'm now here with uh, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, and I've got a bone to pick with you, oh, Mr. Morano. Oh, boy. You did a wonderful discussion of the World Cup, the politics behind the country mm. and so on, and I found it fascinating. And I sat there in the driveway listening to your show. Excellent. That's the idea. No, but I was worried about a bear. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's pitch black and, you know, you can't exactly uh, see me, you know. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. The bears and, have good vision. And then you're going to keep me up all night long. Is it true that, that my daughter is going to be right. calling in, in to in, join in, you? An exclusive interview uh, with uh, one of the guests that I've been pining for for a long time, the one and only children's book author, Courtney Carter DeJesus, author of the new book, Eva the Kid Reporter, and uh, apparently she's some relation to you. <laughs> what do you have coming up this uh, So we're going to talk with uh, your daughter, Courtney, which I'm very much looking forward to. I'm going to try and get her to share some embarrassing Dominic Good Carter luck. stories. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and obviously today is the anniversary, the 59th anniversary of the JFK assassination. So we're going to be exploring this from every possible angle, and apparently the government still doesn't want to fork over the documents that they've been concealing for years. We're going to be joined in a half hour by the attorney that's filed a lawsuit to get the National Archives to reveal those documents. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. I am passing the baton to him right now. Take you it. want to keep it right there, folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC.